0: Hey you, welcome in. My name is Simone Mercer-Huggins. I am an investor and trader, and so far, I've built over seven figures from the ground up. And now, this community is doing the same. The Ms. Wealthy Movement is here to share tools, resources, strategies, and support on all things financial freedom. Tune in for everything, money, investing, mindset, trading, and everything in between. If you want to be a powerful player in the wealth creation game, you're in the right place. So, welcome to the Kiss My Money podcast. Hi, welcome back to the Kiss My Money podcast. I am your host, Simone Mercer Huggins. I've had a couple of weeks off being away on holidays, but hopefully you listened to the last episode where I spoke to my 17-year-old sister about investing and we have started investing for her she started with five hundred dollars and she's contributing twenty dollars a week to it and i have set up a gifting system so to speak with her that if she keeps it up and she continues to uh, invest twenty dollars a week then i will match it until she turns 18 which is in a in about six months and then at that point we'll review it and Uh, I got a lot of messages actually about that, that episode about, you know, opening their eyes to actually realizing that you can start really small. And so my intention is to get my sister Mia to a point where she has enough capital in her account to know without a doubt that she will become a millionaire by the time she needs to retire. Now, obviously that's a really long time away and it's absolutely something that will happen because she's a she started really young b she's consistently continuing to invest and has a plan to and she has me to support her help her encourage her and be that kind of guide so thank you for all the messages i'm really glad that it started to open up a few eyes for you and i loved seeing how many of you were sharing it So I want to talk today about something that was actually inspired by Ramit Sethi. Now he has his own book, which is fantastic and definitely encourage reading. And his book and his brand essentially is around what is called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. And it's a great book. It's a great methodology, a great concept. If you're if you've been a listener in this podcast, then it's going to if you, you know choose to read it, you'll notice that there are some extreme similarities. <laughs> so what I love about Remit is he teaches essentially what he calls a rich life. And that is about the balance of spending now and also saving to invest. He's obviously also a really huge advocate of investing. We have a lot of aligned beliefs around Particularly around real estate as well, when most people don't actually do the numbers on real estate investing, buying a home, him seeing it as a liability, not as an actual asset, which it isn't, because it well as an income asset because it doesn't actually pay you money, it costs you money to run, a whole other things. So I'm not going to get into it now, but he has a lot of different theories. <laughs> Beliefs uh, and it, he explains a lot of them too. And it's not all about, and this is what I really love it's not all about the toxic version that I've spoken about before of the fire movement or the intense version of the fire movement. If you haven't heard of fire, it's a financial independence retire early. And obviously, that's the goal for everyone. Like, as a concept, that's amazing and great. But the toxic version, that i talk about i definitely don't encourage and completely avoid is this you have to save 50 or 60 percent of your income now you know live in your parents basement um get coupons and like buy the cheapest things at the grocery store so that you you know don't spend on anything now so that you can build up everything in terms of net assets and then retire as early as, as you can But the focus on the extreme version of the FIRE movement is that you don't actually live your life now and it doesn't encourage also long-term consistent behavior around understanding how you want to spend money, spending money in alignment with your goals and values and your desires and actually teaching you to spend and save at the same time. So what happens is what I really see. I dove into it like quite deeply and intensely Um, when I was first kind of understanding the movement. It's definitely picked up in, I guess, popularity or at least the phrase has over the last couple of years. But essentially what happens is a lot of people get to this point where they've built up, you know, this net asset, this pool, this portfolio of investments that they can live off either through dividends or whatever it is and so that they can retire from their job. And then they have no idea how to actually spend money. They still don't spend money in alignment with their desires or goals or values because they've spent so many years in this pattern of being really frugal in thinking in really with a mindset of that is quite scarce. Like the scarcity, it's gonna run out and we have to like restrict, restrict, restrict. And it's just like yo-yo dieting. What happens, right? when you restrict the very thing that you want is to blow out because as soon as your brain you tell your brain that you can't have it or you shouldn't have it you just want more of it so the reason that i'm i did a little segue into that is because it's kind of sets me up to talk about this topic. And the reason I started talking about Ramit and his book and his methodology, so to speak, is because I this is inspired by a post I saw he make on Instagram. And it was a really great discussion. You can head over to his profile uh, and check it out on his post and then read some of the comments from other people. So essentially the post is, and the whole topic of this podcast episode is, What do you think changes about your money views at the different levels of net worth? So firstly, $10,000. Second, when you hit $100,000. Third, when you hit a million. And then fourth, when you hit 10 million. And I want you to kind of like sit with that for a minute and go, oh, how do I feel about 10,000? How do I feel about 100,000? And it might be like, oh, maybe you're in debt at the moment. You're like, I can't even imagine having $10,000 in the bank because I'm paying off $50,000 of debt or whatever. You might be in a position where you're like, well, I don't have any debt and I've invested you know, $50,000. I could imagine and kind of see that I could get myself to, you know, definitely to 100,000 and definitely probably to a million. But thinking that I would, have $10 million of net worth is just not even in the realm of my thinking. So I want you to like investigate for you where you think you could get, might be, what is possible for you. So personally I'll share that $10 million is 100% definitely in the realm of what I will have in net worth. I'm already well over a million and that it will you know cross 2 million in the next kind of couple of years and if you have ever looked at a compound interest calculator you know how fast things start to compound it becomes a pretty exponential thing as it progresses and i fully intend to continue working i love what i do i love running this company um, i love trading and i want to keep growing that to 10 million plus but also the question so the first thing i want you to notice is like where is your mindset around this these different levels of wealth and it's going to be different for everyone maybe you think a million dollars is a crap ton of money and you can buy the lamborghini and like buy this whatever and then retire and then for others it's like a million dollars is a lot not a lot of money it also depends where you live what your lifestyle is your income i mean there's so many factors but This is why it's so important for everyone to think about is because it's different for every single person. So what was really highlighted when Remit posted this on his feed, plus all of the comments, is that most people have never thought about what will change in their life as their net worth changes and increases. So it's things like nothing will be any different. (laughs) whether i have ten thousand dollars or a million dollars it's like okay why do you say that do you think that maybe you could partially retire from your job at uh you know a million versus ten thousand but most people haven't either thought about what their goals are or think that maybe they could just never get there or they just don't proactively plan to create wealth the other thing that comes up a lot really frequently actually is that most people think that whatever number is going to be the turning point in how you feel about money how you act with money and also what you do in your life or the fourth thing what it actually means about you So let me give you an example. Things like when I hit a million dollars, then I will be able to retire. If I hit a million dollars, then I will be able to go on a holiday. (laughs) If I hit a million dollars, then I will feel secure and independent. And I feel like I have made it. So notice that you might think these things as well about a certain net worth level, maybe even also a certain income level around money, about what it means to you and what you might do. A lot of people say too, if I had a million dollars, I'd give money away. But what is really important to to notice is that nothing really fundamentally changes that much whether you have $100,000 or a million dollars in the bank in terms of your actions and what you do with it unless you are already doing it. So what I mean by that is if you are not already, for example, splitting your money and knowing and and you know how to balance spending and saving, balance investing, still save and not kind of go out and just buy crap that you don't need and wonder why you never have any money left in the bank, if you have a healthy relationship with money and it's helpful and you know exactly what to do with your money, both from a spending point of view and from an investment point of view. Then nothing is really going to fundamentally, massively change whether you have a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars in the bank. Like not really, if you're doing it, quote unquote, well. But most people think that their behavior will change. Like I will give money away if I have a million dollars. <laughs> The reality check is if you're not already doing it, you probably won't do it then either. So when it comes to behavior, we think that our circumstances are going to dictate who we are and what we do. And then reality is that's just not true. And this is why it's so important to build the habit now, the consistency now, and create the balance of desires of spending and also saving money and investing and almost that kind of like discipline and the consistency in that discipline which i know sounds really boring no one wants to hear (laughs) no one wants to hear about the unsexy side of discipline and consistency but the reality is that is what is the basis of success around wealth creation. I say a lot of the time, investing is not a one-time thing because it's not. And a lot of people kind of only think up until that first initial thing. Like, what do I do? What do I invest in now? Well, let's talk about what you actually want to do in 10 years' time. What are your goals? What are your desires? What income do you have? What do you want to keep investing? What do you want to save now to keep investing? But a lot of it is just focused around that one, the, the initial thing, their one time thing rather than the ongoing and just like investing with money. It's about both the consistency of doing it regularly and creating that behavior And often that's why I say as well, it's not necessarily about the dollar amount that you are saving or the dollar amount that you're spending. It's really about, first off, the habit, the action of you doing it because then you become that person. You become an investor and it becomes part of your identity. You become someone that does these things regardless of income or net worth level. And the other reason it's so incredibly important to think about these things before you hit this this milestone, this level, you know, whether you hit being debt free, for example, or whether you hit having a thousand dollars in the bank, or whether you hit um, starting to invest, or whether you hit having ten thousand dollars in investments, or whether you hit a million dollars. It doesn't matter. Regardless of the milestone, every milestone will be will be different about uh, what it means to you and what will change and how it will be but it's important to think what those changes will be what does it mean to you how will it be have you actually thought about it meaning will my life be different when i become debt-free and it might be yes and it might be no will my life be different when i hit a million dollars again it might be yes or no and it might be two million it might be five hundred thousand it might be less it might be more But it's important to think about it before, particularly for everyone that understands energy, frequency, and manifestation. Because stepping into the version of you in the future that has these things already is pretty much the basis of manifestation because it's visualization. It's the same reason that the top Athlete coaches in the world for, you know, athletes that go on to become Olympic winners have as part of the training regime, they have them visualize winning races, being a gold medal winner. And when they put these um, receptors on people's brains, these athletes on, on their brains, And they look at the measurements on EEG machines and look at the parts of the brain that is firing. It's exactly the same parts that fire when the athlete actually takes the action. Meaning when they get people to visualize running and winning a race, it's exactly the same parts of the brain that fire of actually doing it when they get them on treadmills and they get them running, it's exactly the same parts of the brain. So the brain cannot tell the difference between what is true and what is reality and what is made up. So when it comes to manifestation, we actually speak our desires into existence. And if you haven't ever thought about what it will be for you, how life will be what will change if anything what it will feel like when you hit, hit each milestone then what's going to happen when you get there it might be like oh i finally got here and now it's no different and oh i feel really deflated it might be what a lot of people call self-sabotage you get there and you're like oh i didn't even like i thought it was going to be this big fanfare and special thing and there was going to be a parade that walks down the street but nothing changed and maybe it doesn't just doesn't matter so now i'm just going to go and spend another two grand on my credit card because well nothing in my life changed so it has to be something that is meaningful to you and thought through and really specific too so i don't want this to be something that's vague either so for some people, they kind of say, well, when I hit a million dollars, then I won't have to save, you know, whatever, 20 or 30% of my income and I'll, I'll stop. Why, why would you stop? If you hit that level, why not keep going? Or is that, a, is, is that a milestone that is meaningful? Because you've worked out at that at that number, you can you know partially retire or whatever, depending on your age, obviously too. Age plays a, a really big factor into these things. Like I said before, some people say, oh, I can take a holiday at 10 million. Well, why can't you take a holiday now? Why is there a restriction that if you only have uh, $100,000 in the bank that you can't take a holiday? <laughs> um when you hit you know some people think that hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money and for others it's like that's just the starting off point i can tell you definitively that to me and for everyone else that i know that have hit a hundred thousand and beyond and definitely beyond is that they say a hundred thousand dollars is the the hardest part and i agree with that wholeheartedly getting that first hundred thousand felt the hardest because it felt the slowest and you're still building that muscle for a lot of people well i certainly was building the muscle of investing building the muscle of saving and investing and the consistency and like oh god you know can i can i just spend this this much and a lot of you know my my backstory that i didn't grow up in wealth and so for me putting away money to save to invest was something that really no one else had done in my family and it was i was watching all of my friends around me go out to parties spend everything and spend everything and beyond too so like rack up credit card and card debt and everything which i had done previously as well <laughs> just what got me onto this whole path in the first place you know ending up with twenty thousand dollars of credit card debt and being like how did i get to this point and then finally you know paying it down i worked two jobs to pay it down and framing that zero dollar balance when i finally got there and then the consistency of saving money when everyone else was spending everything they they had felt hard at the time but now seeing my investment portfolio because of the work and the consistency of the behavior that i put in then now is paying off but for others, it's like, oh, I wish I had done that at that point. Or for others, it's like, oh, I'll be able to get there really quickly. But having the belief and taking the action is a very different thing. So my homework for you today, if once you get off this, is to either write down or at least the very least think about what changes and if you have a partner to have this discussion with them but come to the conversation having thought about it already because i want you to think about this independently and then think about this as a couple if you share finances so things like you know will our lifestyle change at all do we want to increase our lifestyle what is often referred to as lifestyle creep but there's nothing wrong with increasing your lifestyle and the things that you desire if it still meets your goals and values and if you're you know if your income increases and you're just increasing your lifestyle proportionately and still continuing to save and invest for example then great amazing or if you're someone that's like well i don't want to increase my lifestyle i just want all of my additional income to go into my investments then fine too there's no judgment it's just important to be really clear about what's important to you because a lot of people like judge me for taking or spending certain amount of money on holidays for example Uh, there's a lot of judgment often around buying new cars and I have said before definitely to me buying a new car is a waste of money for people who haven't started Investing yet or complain about being in debt, but then they go and buy a new $30,000 car <laughs> that depreciates 20% the second you roll, roll it off the dealership. But if you're buying a new $30,000 car and you've got investments in the bank and you don't have debt and you know that money is cheap and you know exactly how to manage money and you know you can offset a lot of stuff on your business with the vehicle and um, you know whatever else, then That's a very different scenario. And I don't want to ever think, uh, have you feel like I'm judging you for spending decisions, but as long as it's aligned with the actual things that you want, what is meaningful to you and spending in line with your desires. So have a think about what is important to you, what will or might change. And start stepping into the feeling of that. So you might have a certain number that for you means security or independence or freedom. You know, I think the big, like the big um, round numbers, like a million dollars, has a lot of connotations with it, of like, oh, you're now a millionaire, and that means something, for example. And it might mean security or it might mean a feeling of independence. But then the question is, well, why can't you cultivate some of that now and bring in some of the behaviors, patterns, actions, things now before you hit those milestones too? So your job is to go and think about that. Actually sit through it in really specific terms too, not vague, (laughs) not, oh, I'll spend more time with my family. Oh, I'll take more holidays. Oh, I will give more money that's really vague and i don't even know what that means so get really specific about the things that might change for you the whole homework is just for you to at least think about it because we don't know where you're where we can take you we don't know what things to do in your life if you haven't thought about where you're going right that's kind of kind of the point i always talk very clearly about what's your goal what do you want (laughs) and most of the time people just haven't thought about it so that is it send me a dm on instagram to share really your insights and your thoughts i'd love to hear and share them for other people to see as well thank you for tuning in i will see you next week next week next week's episode is all about me talking about is the stock market actually risky (laughs) i'll see you then If you're not part of the Ms. Wealthy movement yet, make sure you head over to Instagram and hang out with me there. I am at Ms. Wealthy Official. And if you need anything else, head to Ms. Wealthy.com and you can get all the info that you need. Find us on Facebook as well. And hey, I'd also love if you can drop a review on iTunes. It supports us massively and it means the freaking world.